Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Cafe. I'm Luann Prater. And I'm Rachel Olson. And Rachel, I don't know if you remember this song. I think it was Mary Poppins. And it says, I love to laugh. Ha, 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 ha. Loud and long and clear. I love that. And I would sing that to my kids all the time. And they would do probably what you're doing. Roll your eyes and say, oh, there she goes again. But, you know, there are times in life when you just need somebody to laugh with. I mean, that gut belly laugh where you just, you have food coming out of your mouth and, you know, tears running down your face. And I just love good laugh, good Mm -hmm. laughter. Well, you possibly more than anyone I know have a tendency to break out into song at any given moment. Oh yes, um, guilty. And it, and sometimes <laughs> and, and that that one that you just sang in, it's all like that was Julie Andrews mixed with a little um, Ethel Merman, <laughs> and and you usually have a little Ethel Merman mixed in there somewhere. Which is, <laughs> Um, Oh, well, you know, I am who I am, and I'm okay with that. I think that everybody should break out in song. I think that everybody should do these things that just kind of take you off guard, because sometimes we get in ruts, and we wonder why we can't smile. We wonder why we're just like, ugh, life. Well, I, I wonder how long it's been since you really had a good belly laugh. Something that made you just keel over with with a rib ache. You were laughing so hard. Well, you know, you said you you think everybody should break out into song. Um, you know what? The psalmist agrees with you. Psalm ninety eight four says, "Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break into joyous song and sing praises." And so there you go. You know, I can remember as a child, I saw several musicals. Um, uh, maybe when I was in fifth grade or so, we traveled to New York and I got to see a Broadway play. I saw the Pirates of Penzance and I had seen a, you know, Sound of Music on television and of course Wizard of Oz. And I thought that in life, people would break out into song and dance much more often than they actually do. Like, all these musicals I watched set me up for thinking that is how life would be. And in reality, other than you, nobody spontaneously burst into song. Well, I will tell you that I have corrupted my children, uh, my daughters and my niece and my great nieces because they've been around me so long that they know... We could just be walking through a mall and I'll see something that strikes me and I start singing and they just start singing along with me and we don't care. We just don't care if anybody looks at us funny because it's it's just such a fun thing to do. Even if you can't carry a tune in a bucket, who cares? Just enjoy. You know, it even says that the Lord laughs. Uh, in Psalms, it does. In Psalm thirty-seven, thirteen, it says, But the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he knows their day is coming. Now, look, God created us. 
And he knows that we're going to have times when we are all stressed out and we are keyed up and we feel like, you know, the tension in our shoulders is just so tight. You could pop it with a pin. And he knew that. He knew that we were going to let the troubles of life tie us in knots. And so he created Mm. a couple of things in us to relieve that pressure. And many, many, many times we do not use those things that God gave us to relieve the pressure. One, one is tears. Tears, if you are all worked up over something, tears have a way of healing. They, they release endorphins and it makes you feel like, okay, I'm letting it out. But the other thing is laughter. Laughter also releases endorphins. And did you know that laughter actually helps boost your immune system? It's true. And so laughter is something that God created, not just for the fun of laughing at a good joke, but physically it's going to make you get through life better. And, you know, today we seem to have a lot of epidemics um, health-wise that are tied to stress. A lot of um, heart disease and autoimmune disorders and, and various things that are either triggered by, brought on by, or sustained by our high levels of stress in our society today. So, absolutely, it sounds like we need to laugh our way to health. Yes, yes. And isn't it so much fun to be around somebody who makes you laugh? We have a group of friends, and I've talked about them before, that get together. It's a bunch of girls who are constantly serving together at my church. And and it's some gals that are, are at other churches, too. But it's a pretty good-sized group of girls that are always the first ones to be making meals for people who have lost a loved one, for uh, taking people to the doctor. I mean, they're always serving, always. And so several years ago, uh, I don't even remember who came up with the idea, but they said, you know what? I want to get together and laugh. And I don't want to feel compelled to do anything Uh, of significance. (laughs) I don't want to (laughs) feel like I need to make a meal or I need to write out a card. I don't want to do anything except be together and laugh. And that became what we call the laughing group. And they say there will be nothing brought in that is going to be redeeming. You know, we're just going (laughs) to come together. No, we're not doing anything but laughing and enjoying life together. And, you know, at first, some of the folks that know us all said, well, that's not very spiritual. (laughs) And I was like, it's not very spiritual. But (laughs) when you see this group and how how refreshing it is to their weary souls just to have a safe place to be themselves and to laugh out loud and to not feel like somebody's going to judge them. Like I, I, I tell the story about my great niece. I mean, we all come and we tell something funny that's just happened in the last month since we've seen each other. And my great niece is four years old and she came to stay with us for a few days 
And I was, you know, she just didn't want to lay down for a nap, but she was exhausted and she just didn't want to miss a thing. So I said, how about if I lay down on the bed with you until you fall asleep? Okay. She was all about that. So I laid there with her and we were, we had our faces facing one another and, and I was saying, okay, Gracie, close your eyes. So she'd close her eyes and then they'd pop back open and then she'd close her eyes and then pop back open. And pretty soon I said, honey, you've got to keep your eyes closed. And she opened her eyes real fast and she said, okay, but by the way, you have a mustache. (laughs) I'm like, oh my word, that's what's been, uh, that's what's been causing her little eyes to pop open. She just couldn't figure out why her great aunt Lou was having a mustache moment. But I laughed until I almost split a gut. And I said, you're right, baby girl. I'll take care of it later. Let's go to sleep. (laughs) But sometimes you just need to laugh. And I think kids, being around kids and hearing their funny things that they say can just, just tear me up. Yes. And see, I am so sad that I live so many hours away from this laughing group. Because (laughs) if I lived lived even within a two-hour radius of them... I would show up to their monthly meeting because that just sounds like the best thing ever. Well, you know, you can do that. You can create the laughing group wherever you are. You know, you have girls that are in your sphere of people. And, would you know, some people will never come to church, but they might come to something called a laughing group. They may get to know how Jesus works in your life just by coming to something that is all about laughter. Because isn't it time to let the world see that we do have joy? Because a lot of times, Rachel, we don't let it show up on our face. We walk around like we've been sucking lemon drops and we just have a a, a facial expression I know I do sometimes. My my kids will call me out on it. They're like, Mom, are you worried about something? I'm like, no. Why? They will, well, go look in the mirror. Your face is telling on you. And, and I think we walk through life sometimes not even realizing how the stress is showing up on our face. Mm-hmm. Yes, my, my friend Katie uh, refers to those moments as when your face needs deliverance. absolutely and so wherever you are i'm going to encourage you to create a laughing group ask a few friends maybe start out with two or three and ask do you just need to laugh is there something in your life that's calling you to get out of the norm you know in proverbs 31 that's one of our our go-to passages but it says she's clothed with strength and dignity well that's great you know we all want I, I picture this woman that you know kind of fluffs her dress and straightens out all the wrinkles and says yes I'm clothed in strength and dignity but I then think the, my, go, I think my strength and dignity are two sizes too small <laughs> and then the very next part of that says she can laugh at the days to come Okay, I love that part of this lady, because when I first read Proverbs 31, I got exhausted. And I said, 
there is no stinking way I can ever be that person. But when I came to verse 25 and I found out that she laughs at the days to come, oh yeah, that's the kind of gal I want to hang out with. Well, even Jesus said, blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. I mean, I think that was Jesus telling us, hey, it's going to be better. You you hang on, because how many times have I said everything in life is temporary? Whether you're on the mountaintop or you're in the valley, hang on, because things will change And don't ever feel like it's going to be this way forever. Because when you're weeping, there will be a time of laughter and fun. I just had the pleasure of hanging out with Phyllis. And Phyllis is a friend from Pennsylvania who, when I first met her, they had just gotten the diagnosis about her husband, who... um, had a very bad case of cancer and it was fast moving cancer and I remember crying with them and praying with them and and time passed and she lost him the love of her life of 40 plus years and I remember that weeping time and then the next time I saw her she was going through cancer treatments and so we still had that time of, of weeping and, and praying. And she said, wow, I feel like I have just been through so much. Well, recently I just saw Phyllis and her face was lit up. She was joyful. And she said, oh, Luann, God is so good. I'm on the other side of cancer, cancer free. I now have a, a new home, a new life, new things I never dreamed I would have. And I'm learning to love my life again. And oh. I thought, wow, I could see it all over her face. It was such a testimony to God's goodness and how even when times are awful, if we can just hang on and know that the laughter is coming. Jesus promised that. Mm, what a great story. Um, and her name's Phyllis, and that reminds me of a quote from Phyllis Diller, who said, a smile is a curve that sets everything straight. Oh, I love that. That is so true. How many times do we uh, just refuse to smile, and you know my my 30-second rule. You've heard me say it a million times. I probably even mm-hmm. said it on here, but I'm going to say it again because I told my children when they were growing up, if they were having a, a rotten day, to give me 30. And they knew what that meant. That meant I was going to count to 30, and they were going to smile while I counted. And when they were teenagers, they absolutely hated that. But what happens when you smile, those little endorphins begin to release, and that's your body's morphine. And that's God's way of saying, hey, I put something inside you chemically to help you get better, to help you get through this, to help you have a better outlook at this moment. And and so... When you have those times when you just feel, ugh, 
This is never going to end. Ugh. I just feel like Eeyore right now. And I just want to look at the bad. And, and I think sometimes people get addicted to always pointing out the bad in things. But if mm-hmm. you if you say, nope, I am going to do this thing that Luann talks about, and I'm going to try it. And I've told friends of mine, hey, if you're at work, just go in the bathroom, stand in the stall, and smile for 30 seconds. You'll be amazed because what happens next, your body starts releasing the endorphins and you can't help but feel better. I think that's going to wind up being our challenge for the week. But here's what I wanted to say, and you guys can think what you think about this. I was reading the Bible one time, and I was back there in one of those mm, less interesting books of the (laughs) Old Testament, we'll say. Like, Genesis is fascinating with all its stories and dramas and family sagas. Um, The book of 2 Kings, a little less so. Um, But uh, so interesting. But nonetheless, in in 2 Kings, there's been a lot of uh, issue with this uh, false god Baal. B-A-A-L. Mm-hmm. So you can't you can't swing a cat in Second Kings and not come across Baal. <laughs> and there was a temple to Baal, and lots of people were you know kept worshiping at it, and uh, you know they would try and you know convince the people of the one true God, and then that people would be swayed and go and worship Baal, and the temple was huge, and it had this big statue to him, and all of that. And so finally. Um, in in Second Kings, they finally overcome this Baal worship and they demolish the temple. They tear it all down, knock down the statue, everything. And this is the point as I'm reading in Second Kings that I cracked up laughing out loud by myself, Bible in hand, and decided that God has the kind of humor that I really like. Because it says in Second Kings chapter 10, verse 27, It says they demolished the sacred stone of Baal, they smashed the sacred pillar, they wrecked the temple, tore down the temple of Baal, and people have used it as a latrine to this day. (laughs) That that is like a 13-year-old saying. That drove him nuts for so long. <laughs> I'm going to destroy that and turn it into a public toilet. <laughs> <laughs> that is hysterical. And there are so many things in our life that we can choose to laugh at and say, you know what, God, you're still on the throne. Nobody's pushed you off the throne. You haven't fallen off the throne. As a matter of fact, you made a throne out of uh, your old uh, ba- Baal. That, uh, ba- yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, some people are going to just roll their eyes as they listen to this show today. But, you know, the bottom line is, how long has it been since you absolutely loved some laughing time with some friends? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I love praying with people. I love weeping with people. I love... Uh, getting together and studying God's Word. I love all of those things. But we can't leave out the parts that are filling us with joy 
and giving us enough energy and steam to keep on going. Because honestly, sometimes in this ministry, especially, and and I'm on the radio five days a week, and you get calls from people that need prayer. And mm-hmm. after a while, you feel like, I, I don't have anything left. I am, I'm spent, I've poured out, and God says, well, then let me fill you back up. Let me fill you back up. Because throughout the Bible, God, God had people that were spent, you know, uh, Gideon and, and, and folks, uh, even Isaiah. I mean, they, they had moments where, or, or Jonah, were like, mm-mm, I, I'm done. <laughs> and we all get there from time to time when we're constantly trying to do things in our own strength and continually looking at and hearing all these stories that can weigh you down. And so I'm going to encourage you this week to find some people you can laugh with. Find some folks who want to renew their spirit and enjoy just laughter, whatever that looks like. My girlfriend, Lori, oh my word, she has some of the craziest things happen in her life. And she always brings those funny stories to the laughing group. And we just can't wait to hear what crazy thing happened to Lori last month because it's like nothing you've ever heard normal people say. And <laughs> and she is just, and it's like, does this happen to anybody else? And we're like, no, Lori, that's why we come <laughs> because you have got the craziest stories that we've ever heard. Now, my <laughs> husband has a friend, uh, Ron, who once came to him and said, Dwight, has this ever happened to you? I had my car on the lube rack getting an oil changed and it was up in the air and a bus, a city bus missed the turn, came right through the station and into my car. Has that ever happened to you? And he's like, no, Ron, no, it's never happened to anybody on the planet but you. But there are some people that you can just be with and you hear their stories and you laugh. Mm-hmm. And I think the beauty of your laughing club is uh, you are probably on the lookout. Every time something bad or difficult, your car is smashed by a bus while you're getting an oil change. Like, it helps you laugh about it in the moment because at the very least you can think, I'm going to have the best story at laughing club. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay, so there's your challenge this week. Find some friends and laugh. Hey, and may the God of hope give you the courage to encourage others. We'll see you back here next week. Thanks for joining us today at Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend. Let's continue our conversation. Hop online when you get a chance to sit down and breathe at encouragementcafe.com. Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. We'll see you back here next week where we fill you up one cup at a time.